Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that. And if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You can do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. Everyone, good morning. How are you? It is so good to see the children here today. I'm going to try to talk to you a little bit too, okay? And later on, when it's communion time, be thinking about this. I'm going to ask if you want to come up and help me with it, okay? So be thinking about that so that in a little bit you can come up. Oh, by the way, my name's Brittany and I'm the pastor, and I'm glad you're here today. We are beginning a sermon series on service. Um, it's called After Thoughts, I think it's called After Thoughts and Prayers. And um, we want to be a church that doesn't just hold things in thoughts and prayers, but that actually lives into those thoughts and prayers. So with that in mind, let us start with prayer and thoughts. Holy and gracious God, we come together today to be inspired by your word. We come together today to seek nourishment and sustenance so that we can go into this world and be of service to you. May this time, this worship service do that. May all we do honor you. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, God. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So back uh, 10, 11, 12 years ago, Carnegie Mellon University created this lecture series called The Last Lecture. Did anybody ever hear of that if you were alive 10 years ago? Yeah. Um, Well, not everybody was, right? Um, And what they did with this last lecture series was they invited the top academics in the university to think about if they... um, if they uh, were going to be dying soon, what is the wisdom, what is the one thing that they would like to pass on to those before them? And so um, there was one lecture that stood out among all of them. It was by a guy named Randy Pouch. He was a professor of uh, computer science. And his last lecture was titled, Really Achieving Your Childhood Dreams. What caused his lecture to stand out among all the others is that about a month before his last lecture, he, uh, doctors told him that the pancreatic cancer that he was diagnosed with the year before was terminal. And so indeed, this actually was going to be one of his last lectures. This lecture he gave, um, you can find it on YouTube. It has been viewed by at least 19 million people. Um, and it eventually became a book that was published just a month or so before he died that was on the New York Times bestseller list, I think, for 112 weeks. So um, it's, it's a good lecture. I'm actually not going to tell you anything about it. Uh, the reason I bring that story up today is because this is actually what's going on in our scripture passage today. This is 
the rabbi, the teacher, Jesus' last lecture. He, uh, it started several chapters back. Um, it started with, you, you hear him share the greatest commandment of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, mind, and spirit, and loving your neighbor as yourself. And the section that we're reading today is the climax of all of his teaching. It is his last words. It is the, it is the last sort of teaching that he gets to offer to his followers. Um, it will be just after this that Jesus is um, given over. Is, it, he does the Last Supper. He's betrayed and crucified. So this is his last lecture. And if I were to sum his last lecture up in a sentence or two, I'm going to give you a couple options. One, uh, one is this, since he's a rabbi, and he would have been rooted in Torah. One way he could say it is, the Torah shows us that the revealed will of God is to care for others. So that's one, one topic sentence of his last lecture. Another way to say it might be this. When we respond or when we don't respond to human need, we are in fact failing to respond or responding to Christ himself. Like I said earlier in this last lecture, he gives us the greatest commandment to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, strength, mind, and to love our neighbor as ourself. So another way that, he could, that this story could be summed up is when you love your neighbor, you are loving me, right? So this, this scripture, it's a popular one, right? And we've read it so many times, we forget to be surprised by it. But it really is a surprising scripture. You, you hear both the sort of sheep and the goats, they're surprised. Lord, when was it? that we served you. Lord, when was it that we didn't serve you? None of them understand what they've been doing or not doing as having served Christ. They're, they're confused, right? So this is a great scripture. Many of us, um, though, when we read this scripture, get a little uh, caught up on the last judgment. Does anybody... Love that part or question that part? Matthew, I feel like I always have to explain Matthew. Have you noticed this? It was a couple of months ago we were preaching on the wedding banquet and the people without the wedding clothes, they got sent to the eternal. Like Matthew's just really big into this. Have you noticed? It's why he's my fourth favorite gospel writer. There's only four gospels, right? He's, a, he, he's got a lot of eternal judgment, Right? So I want to talk just a little bit about this. First of all, uh, this is not a parable. Oftentimes we, we talk about how Jesus speaks in parable. He tells lots of stories. Parables always begin with rather ordinary things, like a wedding banquet or like a, um, a stranger knocking on a house in the middle of the night, right? These are everyday things that happen. But you'll notice in this story, it begins in an otherworldly setting, this story begins at the end of time. It's called an apocalyptic drama. It's made for Netflix, I think. Uh, what is happening at this, and we, we even sang this in the song, uh, I missed the lyrics, but it's something like, 
the one who is, who, who has been, who is, and who is to come. Was that how it was? Yeah. What is it? The one who was, who is, and is to come. Right. This is our, what we call our mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. We forget about this Christ coming again thing, except for in um, the Left Behind series, you know, that kind of gets whatever. Oh, I saw some squirming when I just said that. <laughs> we forget about this Christ coming again thing. And so this apocalyptic drama is beginning... The beginning of the story is that end time, this, this time when Christ will come again. Now, uh, when Matthew was written, the early Christian community was eagerly awaiting this point. Jesus had been dead and risen and um, ascended probably about 55 years ago. And uh, so they were like, it's going to be any day now. And in fact, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, the writer, probably would have said, well, we've been waiting so long, that means we're closer to the arrival time of Jesus coming again than we were 50 years ago, right? Like, so here's the deal. And so, so they thought, like, it's going to happen any minute. And so therefore, all of our behavior has to be aligned because if, if, if in this moment, if I'm not serving others and this final time comes, trouble's going to be, right? Like eternal punishment. So all of it was about this right behavior, like doing everything. Now, the problem is, I'm going to let you in on a secret. We're 2,000 years after the writing of Matthew, and Jesus has still not come back yet. So there's this urgency that's missing for us, that might have been there in, um, in the year, uh, what would, 30 plus 55, 85. So I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly, but I'm thinking that Jesus, it is likely that Jesus is probably not going to come back in my lifetime. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not saying never say never, right? But just based on how life is going and has gone for the last 2,000 years, I'll be lucky if it happens, right? That's not to say that Jesus won't come eventually. So the question is, how do I want to live my whole life? How do I want to live a life that is rooted in service? Not just the behavior of service, but the desire and the passion for service. It's not just about my actions looking good. It's about my heart being shaped and transformed in to desire those actions. Does that make sense? So when I worked at Starbucks, every year in the spring, they had this big volunteer day that they wanted all the partners that were not working in their stores to volunteer at. And normally... The turnout wasn't very good. I, uh, I worked at Starbucks for many years and never volunteered on a Saturday morning. Um, shame on me, Brittany. Um, but, but they wanted that to change. And so my district manager let me know several months in advance and all of the other store managers and, uh, that I, we would be volunteering that year. No excuses. Now, I was, I, I was the manager of the 
have, have y'all ever been in that Starbucks on Michigan Avenue across from Tribune Tower? That is a very busy store. And it is very busy on the weekends because it's a big tourist area, right? And so I worked every Saturday. Also because I wanted to go to church on Sunday. And so for me to have a Saturday off was very, very rare. And so resentment would be a mild word that I would use to describe how I was feeling about forced volunteerism. To have to give off one of my precious, rare Saturdays to, to go volunteer, um, I was bitter. I was bitter that night when I went to bed early to get up to volunteer. I was bitter when I had to get up early and drive miles and miles away from my house. I was bitter when I had to get on the charter bus to go to the work site. I was bitter when I started painting. I hate painting. The only time when my bitterness lifted a little bit was about the hour when I got to use power tools. <laughs> but other than that, I was so angry. Now, outwardly, my behavior looked great. I was, I was serving Christ, right? These, you say, the least of these, and, and look at that. I was great. But my heart, y'all, it was not, right? And so does this make me, would I have been a sheep or a goat? I don't know. Now, my colleagues and I complained and complained about this forced volunteerism to our dis district manager. And then next year, because she still really wanted us to volunteer, she said, fine, schedule yourself as a paid day, but still come and volunteer. So that made me a lot happier. But then I was getting paid to volunteer, and it probably was kind of shady. So again, was I a sheep or a goat? Mm. Telling on myself. Again, this outside behavior looked really good, but what were the motives? I think that we are all goats, and I think it is only through God's transformative power, through, through Jesus' love and compassion in our heart, that we are slowly changed into sheep. That's what the faith journey is about, right? Many of you in this congregation are better than me. You live lives of service. You're social workers, you're teachers. You uh, volunteer at food pantries or for after school programs. And you know what? Sometimes I know there's days when you're not feeling it. But for the most part, I know that, um, that you know on some instinctual level that Jesus has showed you how to live a life of love and mercy and that you are patterning your life after Jesus's, right? That you volunteer and you, you serve others. And it could be in making a meal for someone and this kind of, that's service, right? Um, it could be cleaning up the river. But what you are doing is serving and witnessing to Christ's love in this world. And who you are doing that for is Christ that is met in every face. Over this next month, you'll notice a lot of our um, announcements today were very service-driven. We are a church. I, I, I still can't figure this out. We are a church that does, and it's, 
well, I figured part of it out. Part of it is just um, Kara is an excellent um, justice leader. We do justice really well in this church. We don't do service very well in this church. Um, And I think part of it is that a lot of y'all do service in your work. And so um, that's like exhausting and life-giving all in of its own, right? And I also think part of it is that you all just like do service outside of church stuff, right? And so what I want to do is uh, a couple of things. I want to challenge you in this sermon series to think about ways that you are serving in this world, modeling your life after Jesus, meeting Christ in each face that you come across. Notice I'm saying I want to, and you may feel uncomfortable about it, and I want to nudge you into that a little bit, but that's different than forcing, okay? There's no forced volunteerism here. Um, This is about Christ shaping and changing you to offer yourself in this world. But I want to do a couple things. I want to track, and I haven't figured out how I'm going to do this yet, so if you guys have any ideas, let me know. I want to track all the ways that we serve Christ in this world, as a congregation, because I want to celebrate that at the end of um, this series. Doesn't that sound fun? Celebrating part? Yes. So I'm going to come up with something and then email you all and have you fill out some sort of tool so we can see like, oh, I volunteer an hour a week at After School Matters, or I volunteer with the Boys and Girls Club, or I um, teach this class and, um, and, you know, whatever. But like, what are the ways that we are serving in this community, right? Meeting Christ in this world. The other thing I want to do is just invite you to some of the things that we, um, that we have going on. So will you bring those slides up again? I just want to name them again. Uh, so you heard about the South Loop Community Table, and you heard about the CRS Day of Faith in Action. A couple more. May 12th, all the sites together are going to be Um, cleaning up the Chicago River in Chinatown. So one, it's going to be a really great way to um, meet folks from across the four sites. Um, But two, we are going to be part of this bigger movement of, I I think people clean, is is the Chicago River in Deerfield? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, like it goes everywhere, right? Spoken like someone who doesn't know anything outside of the city. But, like, there's people all over the Chicago land area that are cleaning parts of the Chicago River. So we get to be part of this bigger movement. Is that right? Does it go through Deerfield? Okay, good. <laughs> Christian said they used to do it when he served at Deerfield Christ, so I knew there must have been something. But also, um, oh, go back, please. Also, uh, one of our partner organizations in Wicker Park is an organization called Shy 826 And um, they have created an Amazon wish list of books that they want to have available. And so if you, that's another way to serve, right, with our finances. So if you want to buy some books, there's, there's information in the e-news. You can click right on the Amazon wish list, and, um, and that's another great way. But we're going to keep track of all of this. Next week, I wish our hunger would have lined up this week because it would have been perfect for the kiddos. So next week, maybe we'll have you guys come back into worship service during this time. But next week, we're going to be talking about hunger, also, in this email that I'm going to send you this week, I'm going to ask you to, like, according to your last name, to buy certain things, if you can, and you don't have to. Um, and we're going to put together packets uh, that will... 
that you can carry with you and that when you pass folks that are experiencing homelessness, um, you can connect with them and see Christ in them. And um, it, it doesn't change the system. We're also about justice because I feel like service always falls short a little bit, even though it's important, right? Like you need both of them. Um, but we're going to um, have these packets that we can give to folks that will have like jerky in them, protein, some towelettes, um, some um, uh, cheese and crackers, just to be able to meet folks in the street when we see them. I got this idea from a woman named uh, Vanny at our Hyde Park Woodlawn site. So we're going to assemble those. Won't that be fun? Yes. Um, And then you'll be able to take those with you. So what do you think? Are you feeling up for service? Yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> that was a little lame, but we'll, we'll go for it. Um, so uh, let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we desire to continue your ministry. You have given us the commission to share your love in this world. We desire to do that. And we know when we do that we meet your very presence. Now that we have been fueled for your work in this world, let us go forth to do your ministry. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.